One of the most basic facts of life that is also really hard to accept is that nothing stays the same forever. Plato pointed out that the only constant in life is change. I would add that our fear of change runs a pretty close second. We fear change because change brings us face to face with uncertainty. It requires us to accept that life is impermanent and it allows for the possibility of failure. Change threatens our feelings of security. In an effort to mitigate change and maximize security, we try to control as much as we can. We follow the right path to get the right degree, to begin climbing the right ladder so that we can live in the right neighborhood and drive the right car, send our kids to the right school, vacation to the right places. All of this is designed to help us feel secure. The truth, however, is that there is nothing we can acquire that will provide us with the security that we crave. Real security doesn't come from an overabundance of anything that we can possess, but from a type of wealth that can only be found in our souls. Although our Bible is sometimes referred to as the good book, it is really a library of books, a collection of voices from various cultures across different periods of time. Our three texts this morning were not written with the intention that they be paired together and read sequentially, and yet their wisdom lines up. I think that one of the ways we identify good wisdom is when it mirrors across contexts. Our first passage comes from the book of Ecclesiastes, which we don't often read on Sunday mornings. I saw all the deeds that are done under the sun, the author writes, and see all is vanity and a chasing after wind. Everything changes, no exceptions. There's not a single thing that will stay the same forever. It's just fact. But it is also scary and hard to accept. The author acknowledges this point, noting that even at night, our minds do not rest. We feel so threatened by change. We spend so much of our energy obsessing and worrying and chasing control that we will never attain, that even when our bodies need to be resting, our brains still overfunction. Our souls feel haywire. It's important that we be intentional about seeking inner peace because it's only through finding some measure of peace within our souls that we can even try to bring peace to the world. Learning to rest is a challenge. Rest is neither valued nor modeled by our culture, and yet rest is paramount. Rest is a transformative and radical act 
that helps us step outside of the madness that swirls around us. Rest tends the soil of our souls. We simply cannot live as our true selves when we are depleted. Tapping into our true selves is a thread that Paul picks up in his letter to the Colossians, suggesting that our true selves, what Paul calls our new selves, help us distinguish between what matters and what doesn't. Set your mind on things that are above, Paul writes, not on things that are on earth. This verse has been weaponized by fundamentalist Christianity to argue that the most important part of life is being part of the in-group in order to go to heaven. There's a lot of religion that thinks that. It reminds me of the Johnny Cash lyric, you are so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. I don't think Paul's making a statement about the afterlife here, but rather stressing the importance of grounding our souls in the eternal and the absolute. Healthy religion should provide a path towards discovering our true selves. Learning to live as our true selves is an inward journey that ultimately points us outwards. Only our souls can know the souls of other things. If we don't get to know our true selves, we continue to obsess over and chase things that don't matter. The message, which is a plain spoken rendition of the Bible, translates verse 11 this way. Words like Jewish and non-Jewish, religious and irreligious, insider and outsider, uncivilized and uncouth mean nothing. We spend our lives trying to claim a certain type of identity in order to mitigate change and maximize our feelings of security, but the only identity that matters is already within us. There's nothing we can acquire that will provide us with the peace of mind that we crave because real security doesn't come from anything we can possess but from a type of wealth that can only be found in our souls. Jesus brings this point home in this morning's gospel, which begins with him refusing to resolve a conflict between two brothers regarding their inheritance. Have you ever noticed that whenever someone asks Jesus a question that has an agenda or is meant to be a trap, that Jesus does not answer that question but instead responds with a story. In this case, Jesus shares a parable about a rich man who's so successful that he doesn't have anywhere to store his surplus. He builds bigger and better storage facilities before ultimately saying to himself, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. I don't think that Jesus criticizes this man for planning for his future or even for his desire to eat, drink, and be merry. There are stories of Jesus himself enjoying the wealthy hospitality of friends. And yet, Jesus calls this man a fool. 
And I believe he does so because the man assigned greater soul value to his things than they were capable of providing. This man had everything he wanted, but he was not rich towards God. Jesus makes similar points throughout each of the four Gospels. He talks about the role of possessions, giving, and stuff more than any other single theme. Jesus could make a similar point about most of us in this room. We have enough, though we want more. We continue to replace what is adequate with more and bigger and better. We will never find ourselves in more or bigger or better. It's all vanity, Jesus could have said, a chasing after wind. Our pursuit of more is grounded in a fear that life will change in ways that we cannot control and a worry that there might not be enough. The wisdom of these three readings reaches across time to remind us that what we are searching for cannot be possessed or achieved or bought. It can only be discovered within. In the name of God, amen.